Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. My old next-door neighbor, Grant Wiley, leaned back in his rocking chair and said, You don't remember Towno? Worked in the boatyard? One day, little cross-eyed fella come in and said, You're two months behind on your car payments. I'm going to take it. And Tono puts down his cock and hammer and says, You do what you have to do, but before you go out that door, I'm going to straighten out your eyes.
Joe Venuti, yeah, I'm a humble farmer. Thank you for listening. What do you think about a flat income tax? You've heard of the flat tax. Someone wrote a letter to the newspaper that said, if you want a fair tax, then we need a flat tax system, and then everyone will be taxed fairly. Think about this. If taxes were 50% of my income and I were earning a million dollars a year, I could probably buy food and heating oil with what I had left over. But if taxes were 50% of my income, and I were earning $27,000 a year, and my mortgage and health insurance took $13,000 of that right off the top, I might have trouble paying the insurance on my house and car and, and eating with the $500 that I think be left. With a flat tax system, isn't it possible that many of us low-income folks would lose our homes to the banks and have to go on welfare and try and get a little under-the-counter money from rich people by working in their gardens or in their homes for two dollars or a dollar and a half a day? And you don't want that to happen, or do you?
Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thinking of all those quotes he put in there. Only other person I ever heard that could do that. And it is a, a genius. It's an intellectual thing. It was Nat Adley, Cannonball's brother, and and Dick Cash. Dick Cash. I like seeing Dick Cash playing that one with Scott Hamilton, just to see who could crowd the most quotes in there. Quotes always impress me. I don't see how they do that. Takes a certain kind of mind. And forgive me. Forgive me if you think I only know what I read in the newspapers, but... If you'd write to me from time to time, I'd have something else to talk about here. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. And right in the newspaper, I read that investing in early childhood education pays off with more high school graduates and more people prepared to join the military. <laughs> did, that one, did that one make you laugh? When was the last time you ever heard of more education encouraging people to want to join the military in any country? When was the last time you ever heard of a 21-year-old with a Ph.D. in chemistry from MIT who joins the Marines? On the other hand, could you believe that the best way to get people to join the military would be to keep them so poor and uneducated that it becomes an inevitable economic decision. Could you believe that the best way to keep people in the military would be to keep them so poor and uneducated that re-enlisting becomes an inevitable economic decision? What do you think? I don't claim to know anything about it.
Stuart, of course, and who knows who else there. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. Don't you think that packing heat is a cultural thing? If you think about it, here in the state of Maine, are the chances of doing harm with a gun under your coat or on your hip greater than the chances of doing good? But if you were walking in a Russian forest known to be inhabited by hungry wolves, and what Russian forest isn't inhabited by hungry wolves, why, you'd probably want to be armed. And, of course, this probably brings to your mind those good old Russian stories about throwing people off the horse-drawn sleigh. I forget what the name of that Russian sleigh is. They used to throw the smaller people off just to distract the wolves that were chasing them. Anyway, we've all known main men who shot a bad guy. One of my friends, who was so entitled was an officer in the military who just happened to be passing a jewelry store on a New York street. But that was way, way back when such an action was still appreciated by society. Because another friend of mine was taken to court for shooting a man who was robbing his place of business, I contributed funds for my friend's defense because I think it's nice to shoot people who steal. The danger, of course, with blasting away at robbers in the dark is that you're more likely to shoot a friend, a relative, who just broke down near your house at two in the morning. If he had to do it over, my shooter friend would probably smash his gun before he'd go to court and go through all that mess again. There are places in the world, however, where military types with machine guns are taken for granted. You see them all over. And you might have seen some in airports in Spain and places like that. And you've heard me tell this before. One day my wife and I drove by a young female hitchhiker on a road somewhere in Israel. And my wife remarked that Israel must be a very safe country if young girls could go out and hitchhike. And I said, my dear... That was an Uzi submachine gun on her back.
guess that was not a Brad Terry ending on that one. Nim dilly dim dim doom doom here on the humble farm aware with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you. And this was this tune here, he recorded that twenty three years ago. Old fashioned music just for you. Every week right here on your favorite station. I have to add with any luck at all. Thank you for listening. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Have you heard about the East-West Highway? A few people in the construction business would like to build in Maine. Have you heard about it? Do you know how much construction money is out there pushing for this road? Money buys a lot of votes. Money buys ads to shape opinion. If this proposed highway would pay you $100,000 without going through your town or your sister's place in the next town, wouldn't you have to consider some of its positive ramifications? There's something pretty wonderful about a road that would put $100,000 in my pocket, so I'd have to give it some serious thought. But would an east-west highway do all that much for my main friends? And after we paid to build it, would we then have to pay to use it? Sooner or later, we read that streetcars were common throughout the industrialized world in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, but that they had disappeared from most British, Canadian, French, and U.S. cities by the mid-20th century. And I seem to be able to remember seeing streetcar tracks here and there when I was a kid. And by contrast, streetcars in parts of continental Europe continued to be used by many cities. Since 1980, streetcars have returned to favor in many places. New systems have even been built in the United States, Great Britain, Ireland, France, and many other countries. And if the topic interests you, you can probably Google and find out where. What would happen if you put the same money into improving main railroad passenger service that you'd spend on an east-west highway. You know, if we had the old trolley system that was operating here in the Rockland-Thomaston area 80 or so years ago, a lot of people would be using it. And as a bonus, think about this, as a bonus, wouldn't walk in the last quarter of a mile from the trolley stop to and from work help eliminate obesity in America?
My word, I had that committed to memory over, <laughs> I was going to say, 50 years ago. <laughs> Longer ago than that. I have here in my hand, speaking of committing things to memory, yeah. I have here in my hand the last 50 French flashcards I have to learn out of the thousand that were in the box. I have memorized 950, but these are the 50 that are left, and they are obviously the most difficult words to learn in the French language. Listen as I say them. E-N-N-O-U-U with a slash over it. Master as I am at the tricks and techniques of learning, when it comes right down to it, I lack the basic intelligence that enables someone like you to memorize. Can an old man commit to memory Tant K, Amoins K, Los K, Koi K, Quel Con K, Pis K, Passe K, Tant K, Quel K, when he has lived in Maine for 77 years and still can't remember the difference between Winthrop, Winslow, Wyndham, and Windsor?
Scott Hamilton. I'm the humble farmer. Thank you for listening. And I like my solar panels and the free power they give me from the sun. You've heard me talk endlessly about my solar radiant heated cellar office. So I raised my eyebrows when I read that the utilities contend the customers without solar panels are subsidizing those who have them by paying more for the power generating stations, transmission lines, and distribution wires that both groups use. They want regulators to change their pricing structure so people with solar panels pay more. <laughs> well, 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 of course they want us to pay more. Anyone could see that one coming. Utility oil companies would kill the solar industry dead in its tracks if they could. Just like the people who made buggy whips wanted to get rid of automobiles, the companies that sell solar energy are certainly trying to legislate solar out of existence in this country. And they've got the big bucks to do it. Read about it. Read about how solar is catching on in progressive countries. And also read, please, the articles put out by the utility companies telling you that solar doesn't work. I'm whispering this one to you. When the oil runs out, the utility companies are going to own the wind farms and the acres and acres of PV cells. And they are already planning for the day when they will be selling you a product that you should already be generating on the roof of your own house. At the end of the day, the question, of course, is, who gets the money? Corporate America or you? Which of the two groups do you vote for on election day? thought that love was over, that we were really through. I said I didn't love him, that we'd begin anew. And you can all believe me, we sure intended to. But we just couldn't say goodbye. The chair and then the sofa broke right down and cried. The curtain started waving for him to come inside. I tell you confidentially, the tears were hard to hide. And we just couldn't say goodbye. The clock was striking 12 o'clock. It smiled on us below. With folded hands, it seemed to say we'll miss you if you go. So he came back and kissed me when I looked around. The room was singing love songs, dancing up and down. Now we're both so happy because at last we found that we just couldn't say goodbye. back together again take my case for instance we had a little fun listen ladies and gentlemen 
And you can all believe me that we sure intended to The chairman and the sofa broke right down and cried I tell you confidentially, the tears were hard to hide clock was striking 12 o'clock, it smiled on us below, with folded hands it seemed to say, we're gonna miss you if you don't, so he came back and kissed me when I looked around, the room was singing love songs and dancing up and down. Now we're both so happy because at last we found that we just couldn't say goodbye. <laughs> I heard that song. My mother must have played. My mother was a piano player. I must have heard that when I was a kid. Very. Maybe they even played it at dances in 1951. I suppose that's possible, because all the guys who were playing for dances in 1951 were probably born in 1880. <laughs> who, I should say thank you for listening, because I think when I, when Scott Hamilton gets done here, there's not going to be any time left for me to say thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I'd love to hear from you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. And with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you. Every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. Who should send me a letter but my radio friend Bill who runs around in a car with a red light on the roof. He's trying to help people who get their toes caught in a crack. Bill has pulled people out of the water. He's pulled them out of car wrecks. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's been called by folks who needed to get to work but were trapped in the cabin by a rut-in bull moose. Bill saw a post on my Facebook page that said, Good moms let you lick the beaters. Great moms turn them off first. Bill writes, I went to a call where two newlyweds were making a cake. She let him lick the beater but accidentally hit the switch. His tongue was so enmeshed in the beater that it had to be cut apart with a bolt cutter. I will never forget either of their faces. I wonder if they're still married. Well, do you believe that story, or do you think Bill made it up? If you have ever taught school, you know that story is true, because... You've probably had the pleasure of seeing the children from several similar couples in some of your classes. (laughs) 